Hello, Marvelites. You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 464. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. And I'm Lorraine Sink. <laughs> We're... We've got really good headphones on for these records, and that made my stomach hurt. The like the weird way this you're. This is my ASMR voice. Yes, welcome to Marvel's ASMR review. Yes, we're gonna be doing all ASMR. You know what's really great, the baby? <laughs> uh, when I I sometimes I'll whisper to her, and so she she'll like do whispery sounds. She knows how to hush Aww. her voice and like. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking adorable. But we're not here to talk about my baby, unfortunately. We are going to talk about what's happening this week in Marvel, from games to comics, movies, TV, whatever. And it has been a big ass week, Lorraine. Yeah, it's been a big ass week. <laughs> All right. No, there has been a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, first and foremost, the PS5 showcase was this past Wednesday, and there was some really cool stuff coming for Miles Morales in Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5. Yeah, we got all kinds of action and information and details and seven and a half minutes of gorgeousness with this video. Oh, my gosh. Lorraine, where do we even start here? Oh, my gosh. Well, there is a whole bunch. I think first and foremost, um, we have Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's going to arrive on November 12th of this year for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And you can get the standard edition, which will be available digitally on PlayStation Store or physically at your local retailer for $49.99. But there's also the Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, uh, you know, which is going to be $69.99, available on launch day, November 12th. And that one's going to be cool because it, it not just gives you the game, the Miles Morales game, but you're also getting a voucher to get Marvel's Spider-Man remastered that's going to have all kinds of amazing upgrades and graphical updates and and cool stuff. To the original game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can play that on your PlayStation 5, but it's going to be, I feel like that's going to be such a cool updated experience, Uh, even though I platinumed the first game, oh, I boy. think I want to do that anyway. And then it's also going to have, you know, the all the DLC. So you can actually end up playing the entire original game, the DLC, and then get right back into Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. When I platinum, I just say I platted. <laughs> As for the video, we should tell people a little bit about that, even though they can watch it on Marvel's YouTube. Yeah, you guys should watch it because it's it's really, really cool. But, you know, Miles Morales, he first appeared in Marvel Spider-Man, if you guys remember, or if you got to play the game. Um, and the demo is going to open up with Miles and his bestie, Genki Lee, and they're headed uptown to a election rally. His mother, Rio Morales, is running for office. And so, of course, a big battle breaks out. Roxxon is involved. So we have um, a lot of fun with uh, sort of techno enemies. Yeah, they're really cool. You got the Tinkerer, a version of the Tinkerer in this. That sequence on the bridge, that whole bit is wild. It's really cool. If you have the opportunity, watch it on a big screen, put it up, do the 4K, the whole kit and caboodle. It looks really, really cool. You know the thing about the Tinkerer? He's a real stinkerer. Oh, I haven't told you guys the baby. She does (laughs) this thing called Stinky Foot. And so she pulls, puts her foot up and either me or Elizabeth goes, ooh, stinky foot. And then she laughs and laughs and does it again. She will do this for hours. <laughs> they learn through repetition. Oh, yeah. 
You can watch the full presentation on PlayStation's YouTube channel. And of course, you can get lots of good updates about that on Marvel.com and Marvel social channels, as always. Yeah, very excited about that. Like crazy excited about that. We're going to talk more about video games a little bit later. But right now, I want to talk about Marvel's 616 because we've been, gosh, it feels like forever that we've been talking about this show. And now we finally have a premiere date, which is Friday, November 20th on Disney+. And Marvel 616 is super cool. It's um, it's a series of documentaries, and they're going to explore all kinds of Marvel topics from, you know, the legacy of our stories to the characters and creators and lots of really interesting ones. I There's some that I'm just like champing at the bit to fully watch. I'm, I'm, I know I could watch them now, but I like I want to like enjoy them with the rest of the world in November. Yeah, yeah it's going to be very exciting. I'm really excited for people to see it. Um, look out for yours truly in one of those episodes. If you've never seen my face, this is going to be your moment because you'll see it. <laughs> I think you'll honestly, um, I've seen one of the cuts and Ryan, I am like, I've definitely seen you bopping around in the background because, <laughs> you know, they use a lot of convention footage in some of them. Uh-huh. And so Ryan's like, what's up? So you can see us both. If you see a mustachioed man wildly waving his arms, it's probably Ryan. I mean that that's that is true for like any point in one's life. If you see a mustachioed man <laughs> somewhere going a little wild and waving their hands around, it's probably me, no matter where you are. So Yeah, just be like Ryan Panagos. Uh oh. Gotta get out of the way. Yeah, so that's gonna be very cool. Again, that is Friday, November twentieth, the premiere of Marvel six one six on Disney Plus. Make sure you uh you're subscribed to Disney Plus. There's so much good content on there, y'all. It's so much great stuff. So um, yeah. This is just another drop in the beautiful bucket. Heck yeah. Oh, also another beautiful drop in the bucket. Beautiful bucket drop. I don't know. Whatever. There's a new writer for New Mutants, and that's Vita Ayala. Um, they're making their New Mutants debut this December, launching the book into a thrilling new era. Vita is going to be joined by artist Rod Reese, uh, who has a really unique and kinetic style. So this younger generation of X-Men is going to cut loose in the wild hunt. I, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of details because there's like like hints of, of old enemies coming back. But I like this team a lot. You know, this really speaks to Vita's like deep, like expansive knowledge of, uh, of the X-Universe because you've got original New Mutants like Magic and Danny and Karma and, you know, Wolfsbane. Um, then you have Warlock, who is one of my favorite characters at Marvel. You have Warpath, who came on a little bit later. And then Scout. I love Scout so much, a.k.a. Honey Badger, a.k.a. Uh, you know, sweet baby girl who is just one of my favorite characters of the last couple of years. Mini Wolvie. <laughs> and putting them all together is going to be a lot of fun. And seeing how this ties into everything that's going on in the X-Men books, and especially coming out of uh, Ten of Swords, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, be sure to check out uh, Vita picking up the run of New Mutants in issue number 14 this December. And you can read up on it on Marvel.com, as always. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine, have you read Ten of Swords, any of Ten of Swords yet? Um, I read uh, the first issue because we're talking to teeny howard next week and uh so i got to read that but that is alls that i've read ten of swords creation is like 60 pages that's probably the one you read and it's so good and so weird and so like what is even happening 
feed it to me, stick it in my veins. I love every inch of this book. Yeah, and it's out this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 23rd. Um, I mean, it's going to set up this whole big sweeping saga that will be Ten of Swords. And I'm really excited for people to check it out. There's some like... I, I also love what Teeny is doing with all of the like fun tarot illusion uh, throughout the book. It's so cool. I just love it. I don't know anything about tarot cards and like how that works and all that stuff. So I was I was reading the issue. I was like, okay, I don't understand what this means. Like, so there's is there always an eight of cups and a ten of swords and a four of pizzas or whatever it was? Yep, it's definitely four of pizzas. No, um, so tarot card decks are are sort of like a card deck. And they have individual cards, but instead of a card deck where you have like four fours and four fives and whatever, you have six, I believe it's 60 individual cards and each card has a meaning. And if it's right side up, it means one thing. And if it's upside down, it means something else mm. or or something um, sort of like if you get something that's like good fortune is coming your way. But if it's flipped, oh no, dun, dun, dun. that might mean something else. So there's a lot of cool stuff to the interpretation of tarot as well. Um, and I'm really excited to see how that plays out because it's tricksy. Mm-hmm. Tarot is tricksy. Very tricksy. Uh, and the art in it is gorgeous. It has, there's this one panel of apocalypse that is just one of my favorite things. Pepe Larraz crushes it. So it's really good is what I'm trying to tell y'all. If you are an X-Men fan of any level, I think it's a great book to jump into. If you are not reading the X-Men, I'll be honest. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be pretty heavy. Yeah, but you know what? It um, I think it will pretty quickly become clear because everything is laid out pretty well. If you've missed some things, you'll you'll get on board pretty quick. Yes, yeah, yeah for sure. There's just a lot of characters um, for anybody who's new. And so remember, it's 22 parts, so stick with it, and a lot of it's going to come together. And plus, it's a bunch of really awesome characters fighting with swords. You can't go wrong. And I would actually say if you are a little lost, go read Teeny's Excalibur run. I think it's the quickest way to get into X of Swords or even just the last few issues, which explain why there's a, a dragon. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's an important component. Yeah. Uh, you can read those on Marvel Unlimited and uh, a lot of other places. Now, you mentioned New Mutants earlier, and that's uh, Vita is coming on to write the series starting in December. And so this week, I think even some of last week, we got a lot of new comics info for books coming in December. Uh, some of those announcements include like a King Size Conan book, a really cool post Empire story for Fantastic Four called Fantastic Four Road Trip. I'm sorry, you mispronounced that. It's Fantastic Four Road Trip. Road Trip. Uh, Written by Christopher Cantwell and uh, a Chris Claremont anniversary special. But most importantly, a very special comic called Modoc Head Trip. I'm sorry, you mispronounced that. That's Modoc Head Trip. Head Trip. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm so excited for this. I've been talking to the writer and and showrunner of uh, The Modoc Show about this for a while, Jordan Blum, and it's really going to be a lot of fun. You can, we have news stories about all these on Marvel.com and all the December books. Everything is up on on the website if you need more info. So definitely check it all out. December is going to be pretty freaking great. Yeah. Oh, you know what else has been going around lately is there was that cool um, kind of gift that they put out for Eternals number two. And uh, now now what's the news, Ryan? Is that Thanos is showing up in the Eternals comic. He's going to be uh, a big 
big bad, big adversary, and and the way he like ties into the Eternals is is very cool. It's something that I don't think a lot of fans may know about the way he's tied to these characters, and so it's really cool. I I was in the most recent Marvel Comics editorial retreat where writer Kieran Gillen was doing like a presentation on what he's got planned for the book. And he was just showing off pages that Isad Rabich had done and some of the sketches and some of like the character studies and Isad drawing Thanos is the greatest thing. I mean, we've seen it before in the secret wars a couple years ago, but just to see him now, it is fabulous. Yeah. Isad is crazy. Great. And if you want to learn more about Thanos's tie to the Eternals, I actually wrote a piece a couple months ago for Earth's Mightiest Show about Thanos's relationship with the Eternals in Thanos's family tree. Mm. So uh, look for that on Marvel's YouTube channel or on Marvel.com or you can just like Google it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or or if Bing you, it. Have you posted it? If you post it, then people can oh, just yeah. go to at Lorraine Sink and they can find it. I'll repost it on my Twitter. There you go. Uh, I mentioned earlier we were going to talk more about video games, and I wanted to bring up that there's a prequel novel to Marvel's Avengers. It's called The Extinction Key, and we just put up this week on Marvel.com a little excerpt from the novel. It's written by Greg Keyes, who's a New York Times bestselling uh, author, has a really cool cover by Steve Epting. But this one is really interesting because part of the the description that we have says, Centuries ago, a never-before-seen group of heroes gathered as the Avengers of their ancient era to fight the Zodiac, foes who wielded unimaginable arcane energies channeled through a mysterious key. And it goes on. But it's it's really cool because the Zodiac is a wild group of, of Marvel villains. They are horoscope-themed <laughs> villains. The best! And they have a key, which <laughs> is do. very important to their power. Yep. Uh, it's really cool. So you got that. You got the, like, these never-before-seen group of heroes from centuries ago. There's a lot of cool stuff and how this ties into the Avengers that we see in Marvel's Avengers game. Uh, what I love about these types of things is how we have this extra bit of content that adds a ton to you know to these games. We've done it for Marvel Spider-Man. We've got comics and we've got this you know a novel and stuff like that. And now having it for Marvel's Avengers is fabulous. Have you uh, have you gotten to play much more of the game, Lorraine? I have been playing a, a bit more. Um, I'm going to be honest. I do not like playing as Iron Man. Very bad at it. So I am slogging through that right now. Um, but I need to to wrap that up so that I can move on in the game. Uh, I've, I've, I can't aim. I'm so bad. It's tough. It's tough. I was talking to our friend Angelique Rocher, uh, and and she was she was getting frustrated with a point too. And then like I. I, we were texting and then she texted me back afterwards. She's like, I made it through. Thanks for the, the, like the gusto. And so I've been having a lot of fun with Captain America. Spoiler. You get to play as Captain America. I mean, duh. I mean, I mean, you get to do that in the very first bit of the game also, but, um, I don't play a lot of first person shooters. And so for me, it's just a skill set that I very, very rarely use. So I'm like, I'm turning my head and going up and down and shooting from afar and then up close and it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I am really enjoying the game. I love the storyline. Oh my I just gosh. really yeah. love the storyline. The story and the performances are so, so good. I, I really, really love it. It's fantastic. And speaking of performances, this week we have on one of the, the, uh, the actors from the game. 
Yeah, we have the incredible Sandra Saad who voices Kamala Khan, who is the heart of the story in Marvel's Avengers. Um, if you're not playing yet, she is so funny and so sweet and just really lovable and kind of like such an every person. You know, she's she's having all the reactions like she'll see Cap's shield and be like, oh, my God, it's Cap's shield. Like, this is so cool. And it's there's just something really fun and fabulous about it. Um, but I really enjoyed getting to talk to her about her process doing motion capture or what or what the pros call mocap. Ooh, that's the uh, where you put on a, a tight little bodysuit and you have the like the markers all over you so the cameras can like follow you and then they can do the CGI, right? Yeah, you get the little white ping pong balls all over your bod. Um, you look exceptionally cool doing it. <laughs> Super cool. But I, I really enjoyed this because um, Sandra, you know, got to work with all of the actors and we get like to really have an inside look at their performance. You know, they were all under the direction of Shauna Skye. Uh, and there were a bunch of fabulous actors that worked with Sandra, including Nolan North, who is Tony Stark, uh, Troy Baker, who was the Hulk, Usman Ali, who uh, plays Modoc, and Jeff Shine, who is Captain America, and uh, Travis Willingham, who plays Thor. Uh, it was really just so cool to hear about the entire process. I'm here with the incredible Sandra Saad from Marvel's Avengers. Um, hi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lorraine. It is so nice to virtually meet you finally. It's been such a long road, really, because you guys, you know, you work on a game for so long. But I want to I want to go all the way back to the beginning. When you first found out that you would be voicing Kamala, what was your initial reaction? So... Of course, they have to make everything like pretty secretive at first. So mm -hmm. when I was initially auditioning, I had no idea that I was auditioning for a Marvel project. Oh, Avengers. really? Yeah, I had no idea. Like, you know, words like Mjolnir would be blacked out. And instead of talking to Tony Stark, I'd be talking to like Tommy or, or you know. <laughs> uh, so I went through the entire audition process not really knowing. And I, I honestly, I didn't know it was for a video game either. Like, I didn't know why that I was auditioning for. But... I got to know the character very well because I had a lot of scripts. And I think m what was more important for me was getting to know the character for who she was. Because I feel like without that, if I had known right away that it was for an Avengers thing, I would just be like, cool, 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 superhero, superhero, superhero. And like, I would just be so excited. <laughs> um, but it was very important for me to... to um, just get familiar with the character DNA. And then when I found out that I was playing Miss Marvel, I was like, Miss what? Like, <laughs> like Marvel as in Marvel. Um, and of course, like you have to keep the secret, uh, uh, like for the entire like working process. And nobody knew anything, not even my friends or my family. Nobody knew anything until I was announced at New York Comic Con. And then Oh my gosh, what a what a what a like relief to finally be able to be like, okay, this is the thing I've been working on for years. But like what was it like for you? Because you know, I remember my first con with Marvel. It's like a crazy thing. What was your experience during that announcement? It was amazing because I had gone to San Diego Comic-Con where mm -hmm. they, you know, they had the initial trailer and 
I got to watch everyone freak out over like Nolan and Troy and everyone and and like nobody really knew who was narrating the trailer and like nobody I feel like a lot of people like didn't ask like they were just excited for the Avengers and the Avengers that they've come to know so well and they were like okay yeah yeah you can come but like stay away from us <laughs> because you <laughs> are still a very big secret. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I love surprises. Don't worry. Like, I'm not going to spoil it. But New York Comic Con was very special for me. And, like, New York is such a lovely city anyway. Like, mm. girl, I was at Madison Square Garden. Like, my... Yeah, that's right. It was that huge... I forgot because the games panel did that huge panel at, at MSG, which was nuts. I don't think they've done that before. No, I... It, I was blown away. I was like, yo, Zeppelin has been here. And you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here? And to to just because I didn't see the reactions, right? And, and that wasn't recorded either. So I was just right off stage with Sana. And that was really special for me, too. Like, Sana is Kamala. So meeting her in person and talking with her and, and like, we had such, like, a great, great talk about Kamala right beforehand. And, and there were, the whole thing was just special. And standing back there with her and like I just vividly remember her like she had her hand on my shoulder and she was like you should be so proud like thank you for bringing this character to life for me and I was oh my gosh there's nothing like hearing the creator say that to you um and of course when it happened I was just crying because <laughs> I heard everyone's reactions. Like mm. the entire audience at Madison Square Garden was excited to see me and like was just already in love with my work from from this trailer that they saw. And all of my castmates who like you know are already <laughs> superheroes of of the mocap world are waiting for me and are waiting to tell everyone how great it was to work with me and all my friends were like where are you going where, like why can't we hang out this weekend <laughs> i was like okay um come three o'clock i'm gonna send you a text and like look at it and i i sent that trailer out to all my friends the moment i was you know able to get back to my phone which was actually a while after but mm. Oh my god. They they were like we knew it. We knew it was something. So yeah, it, it was just awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to see Kamala. At what parts of her personality were you most drawn to? I really relate to the fangirlness. Um, <laughs> and you know, just how excited she is to finally be able to meet her heroes and be among them because you know being an actor you spend so much of your time trying to prove how worthy you are and like trying to be like mm -hmm. okay this audition this audition, i'm gonna get this audition and like keeping up that enthusiasm like it takes a very special person <laughs> to keep that enthusiasm yeah. going and when it finally happened for me you know like of course like i booked things here and there things are you know exciting things are maybe not so exciting things that, like i can't really relate to whatever but like this is something that i feel truly passionate about and i feel like i am just as excited to be in this role as kamala is to be among the avengers and to mm -hmm. just her excitement when looking at stark's guitar her excitement when you know like she sees Mjolnir for the first time and, and all these things I, I was like yeah that that was me on the mocap stage like experiencing <laughs> my dream for for the very first time so so yeah it's just that excitement and that that fangirlness i i totally relate to 
Um, I can see in your personality <laughs> that you have maybe some of these qualities. Um, no, I definitely feel like you have such a Kamala vibe about you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about working on the game because I think the process of it looks so cool. I definitely was like creeping your Twitter, <laughs> looking at some of like you posted a really great GIF of you just doing mocap. And I think that's something that's really interesting about this process because you're not just like in a VO booth, right? You're doing full motion capture wearing like what are you wearing when you're doing all of this acting? <laughs> I keep forgetting that nobody can see me because I'm like smiling and like nodding my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there's cameras lining the wall. There are camera people around you. Um, there are there's a camera literally right in front of your face. It's a, the head cam. Um, so they've got all angles on you, and you know all of the the motion sensors are all over your body. So anything you do is going to be caught. They call it full performance capture, right? So it's everything. So it's voice, it's facial capture, it's motion capture, it's everything. Something I might experience in the booth uh, would be, you know, you know, me, me reading the lines and just working with the director and, um, and just what I end up doing is not really influenced very much by, by another actor un unless I, I might hear their line beforehand or something. But the great thing about mocap is anything can influence me. I like so often the way Troy would look at me in a scene would just completely change the scene. Or like, you know, if, if Nolan would like roll his eyes or something like that would completely change it for me too. So there's just so something so special for me about working with an actor face to face and looking them in the eye and like seeing their movements. Um, it, it just informs the scene in a completely different way for me. The outfits are also incredible. <laughs> I have to say, um, I, what would you describe that as? You're kind of like wearing like a onesie, like a unitard situation and lots of dots. Is that kind yeah. of correct? And what yeah. are you wearing on your head exactly? Um, so that that unitard is skin <laughs> tight, leaves nothing to the imagination. At first I was like, whoa, uh, y'all should have told me months ago. <laughs> I would have prepared for this. Um, there's that and the, like the, the motion detectors like are, you know, those like little um balls that reflect that they, mm -hmm. it's all over your body and so much so like they have them on your fingers too so like if i'd give a thumbs up like kamala would as well just as well with um there are amazing makeup artists that we work with and like it's funny like my first day showing up on set i i knew one of the makeup artists like she's a very good friend of mine and she was like hey i saw you on the call sheet and didn't want to surprise <laughs> like i didn't want to ruin the surprise so, so the makeup artists are there uh to put those same detectors on your face so that you know they could track every muscle on your face um and that is such an art in and of itself like the people who work on like the the you know, the facial dots also work with like the head cam operators. So that head cam, it, it is a helmet and it's heavy. Oh, I and bet. My first time I was like, so I got to wear this for eight hours. I can barely stand up straight. That head cam has um, lights on that they're like antennas that would face your eyes. <laughs> so when they turn on, you're like, oh, <laughs> and then along with those lights are cameras and they're very small antennas as well so yeah two i feel like two or four lights and and cameras just like right in your eyes and, and then um, you would have to ignore it uh-huh exactly uh-huh and then like the scenes where i hug people like, <laughs> you're, you're trying not to yeah smush, smush oh, helmets 
Girl, there's a scene like with Abu and the, the one that you see in the trailer where, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, actually in the beta where we hug and I cry and just, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like we hooked cameras <laughs> and like head cam operator had to be like, oh, sorry, guys, sorry, guys, okay, we got to take care of this. And then, of course, like the mic packs on the helmet and on my shoulders and like there's like a mic pack around my, you know, my waist. So there's a lot involved and you got to just kind of like walk around like a human. <laughs> But, you know, that's kind of the miracle of acting to me is that you would have all of that crazy stuff on you and then you still deliver like a fabulous heartfelt performance that nobody would ever even think about. Like, I would just never think of that (laughs) at all. It makes me think of how Nolan and Troy and Travis and all of my castmates are legends at what they do. And when I first showed up and I like I learned about all of the stuff, I was like, Yo, they're they're legends for a reason. Not only are they very good at the acting part, they're also very good at just being normal, acting as if this stuff isn't there. And you got to pretend that all of these cameras aren't here. You got to pretend that you're not wearing makeup. You got to pretend that you're just the character in the location feeling it in the moment. And yeah, definitely props to my castmates. I've learned so much from them. You know, speaking of them, I'm curious, you know, for, you know, Kamala has a really great storyline in the game, and she gets to interact with her heroes, the Avengers. Um, What of the relationships amongst Kamala and the other Avengers did you find most sort of interesting and fun to play with? I think it's that, um, that freshness of the parallel between the relationship between me and them and the actors compared to the relationship between Kamala and the Avengers. It was very similar. Um, I found such a difference, such a similarity in, like, my relationship with Nolan compared to Kamala's relationship with Tony. They're both very, very smart guys, and they're both very, very funny. And at first, you're like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, great. I like I'm here with Nolan North and, uh, you know, like uh, I'm here with Tony Stark and I got to just like pretend to be cool. And they're both so full of wisdom and inspiration from a place of like you just never expect Nolan to say the things that he says. Same as as Tony Stark and like with Troy and, and Banner, like also two very, very smart men who have so much wisdom to give and man, every time I'm on set, like, Troy has, has, like, a new thing to teach me. Whether it be, like, hey, like, let's, let's, like, try this thing out on stage. Like, like, Sean won't see it coming. Let's just try. (laughs) Um, And then Sean be like, well, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Um, Whether it's that or, like, I remember one day I was talking to him about running. um, And he's like, yeah, uh, try running this way instead of that way. Let me see how you run. Try landing your foot this way instead of that way. So everyone is very kind of giving with their wisdom. Um, Everyone is very generous and kind and it's amazing. Like, I didn't expect that. I, like, looked at these people's IMDb's right before coming on stage, like, you know, showing up my first day. And I was like, whoa, I wonder I wonder what this is going to be like. These people are a big deal. But they're all amazing. And each one of them, like, Jeff texted me the other day telling me, like, how fun it's been to watch my interviews and, like, read my interviews. And it's that kind of support that just really blows me away. Like, none of them have to do any of these things or be as cool as they are, but they all just are awesome. 
Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Um, In addition to how much like really sort of fabulous storytelling there is going on between all of the actors, you also get to like be Kamala in the most sort of live action way that we've ever seen, uh, which is so cool. What were some of your favorite signature moves to do as Kamala? Oh, man. The sonic clap was really fun. I didn't get it at first. Of course, like, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> like, I've, I've got the comics to inform me, but, like, you know, like, I'm a human. Like, I can't, right. like, in big in my hands, right? But Ad- Admittedly, no one has ever seen it in real life before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, of course, difficult for me to kind of, like, imagine how it would look like but crystal dynamics is really good at kind of being like oh hey like this is this is what we've got so far like when you did this like this is what it looks like so i think for me yeah that sonic clap was really great i remember sean being like okay so now you do the sonic clap and i was like oh what (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was like i'm gonna look silly but i'm gonna do whatever i think that means and it all works out (laughs) because crystal dynamics then takes it and makes it look beautiful (laughs) So is there any sort of like feedback between the two of you or do you kind of just do all of the mocap up front and then they take it away and and do their deal with it? There's a lot of work between me and Sean and like, you know, the director is really responsible for so much. And that's one thing that I feel like people don't really like get how much Sean really does. Like the guy's brilliant and I hope he directs forever and ever and ever and ever because he's <laughs> the best director I've ever worked with. Um, don't tell anyone. But <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you this is public. This oh, will be public. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean is amazing at like discussing scenes beforehand. And even when I show up like for that rehearsal day, you know, because when you go in, there's like a block of days for performance and then often there will be a rehearsal day. There's a lot that we talk about on that day and um, also like right before each scene is shot. But at the same time too, like it is discouraged to like take that script and like study, 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 study so that like you don't inform too much on your own before showing it because so much is going to change the moment you work with Sean or the moment you work with any of the other actors. Speaking of other actors, what was it like working with villains, right? Because you're like beating people up and fighting. Like what does that look like on set and what was that like for you? Thank you for asking. That (laughs) was one of my favorites that scene. <laughs> Working with Usman for me was very special. He is also a man of color and like, I'm I'm gonna say this, um, working with Sean, who's like a, not only like our director, but also a man of color and like working with Usman, we were able to relate to each other with so many of these like struggles that, you know, is maybe like slightly touched upon, right, in scene with like, you know, her struggle with being a woman of color too. So like, that was really cool, um, just being able to connect with my director and and Usman in this way. But also like, he's such a great actor to study from. Um, he, of course, like he's, he's done so much TV work and so much game work and everything, but man, being a hero, working with a villain is, is a very special thing, right? Because, you know, in your head, you're like, I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy and there's nothing that they can do to, you know, like convince me otherwise. But the thing about Sean's villains, the thing about Usman uh, and also Jolene, my God, playing playing with these two 
is you see the humanity in them and you see that they think the things they do are for the greater good. They think that they're the good guy and that the Avengers are the bad guys. And so it's really interesting working with a person who understands that. Um, and so when you're playing, you kind of relate to the villain too in a weird way. Um, my God, that scene between Kamala and Modok, that's a little bit is in one of the, is in the Modok trailer too, mm-hmm. where she's like, lifting and and oh, oh man i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but oh what an amazing scene that was to shoot <laughs> it's so cool it's so i mean what you're getting to do is so cool and it seems like it must be really really fulfilling to get to have those those villain moments because i think like when we play the game you think of villains as being just like these little dudes you smash a lot. <laughs> you know, you're kind of mm. like, okay, fight that guy, fight that guy, fight that guy. But if you're working with somebody, I assume on a combat scene, that they're like a real person in front of you in mocap. Oh, oh man. It really puts things into perspective for me. When you're on the combat stage and you're work, like it's two people working together. And like, of course, I had an amazing stunt girl Melissa like I I could give her credit to the moon and back like the way that girl moves is is amazing but I did that scene with Usman and looking into his eyes as as he's like you know getting more and more modoki right <laughs> like as his head is is swelling and it's like I saw all of that happen before my very eyes and like of course this is all animated but like He's such a great actor that I, I saw it just unfold and the angrier he got and like the 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 wilder he got he's he's just amazing and it was so affecting and like I remember after we cut on that one I looked around and everyone was like are you are you okay and I was like <laughs> I'm an actor let's go again <laughs> um but that's one of the awesome things is it's like you you guys do incredible things and then you do it again. Yeah. Um, have you gotten to play Ms. Marvel in the yeah. game? She's what was my it like? favorite. She's my favorite. <laughs> um, I love her so much. And of course, this is not because I play her. Uh, <laughs> she's she's just, uh, again, very relatable for me, like hearing all of the the little lines where she's just like stoked and and like excited to like smash the bad guys and she's just excited to do what she has studied from the Avengers like she has seen like in in the, the in the comics and and in in what she's seen right she she's like lived this in her mind before she's of course fantasized about what it would be like to be an avenger herself <laughs> and now she is now she's doing it and like all of those like excited little you know things that you hear that's just her living her dream you know what i think is so cool is you know she's living her dream and I feel like it must be really cool now to know that little girls and young women and and adult women, for that matter, are getting to play this character and experience this character. Uh, What has it meant to you and what does it mean to you as now that game is out in the wild, people can play? What is it like for you now getting to be part of that legacy forever? It's really an honor. Um, I didn't think that I would be playing a superhero. Like... I didn't know what I was auditioning for. And then it happened and I was like, 
are you for real? Like this person, this is this is a just a person for me that like of course before I found out she was a superhero, she was a person that I really liked and was just I wanted to play. And then I found out she had powers, but she also had like struggles that every single other person can relate to. Also, she's a first generation American and I am too, and I, I relate to that so much and, and I know that so many other people do as well. And she's got regular teenage struggles that I was so excited for people to kind of feel and to experience her go through those growing pains. Um, it would be one thing to just not put them in the game. And, you know, because, you know, some people are like, oh, like, whatever. Like, I don't need to, to, to see that. And like, I just want to like play and be happy. Um, putting those struggles in the game shows you that this is what teenagers go through. This is what a 16-year-old girl go through. This is what a young woman of color would go through. This is what somebody who doesn't really relate to society or to her friends or doesn't really get the things that her parents teach her. This is what they go through. Um, I'm just so excited for people to see what that character goes through in meeting her heroes who she doesn't think that they'll accept her for who she is. And of course, that's very normal. Like, I didn't... I don't ever think like, okay, when I'm going to meet my superhero, they're going to think I'm super cool and accept that, accept me to be part of their group, right? But that happens and they encourage her to just be who she is. And, and that's really moving when not only do these superheroes accept you for who you are, but they challenge you to be more you, to lean into who you are. And I think that's very powerful for young girls to see, um, is to just like be yourself, like who cares that if you are yourself, like that makes you even more special. That's what I'm really, really excited for. Oh, I'm so excited for everyone to play the game. Um, if you guys haven't yet, go pick up Marvel's Avengers. Um, where can people find you on the internet and follow all the wonderful things you do? Oh, on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm very active these days. Um, my <laughs> handle is Sandra Ramsey Saad. R-A-M-Z-Y-S-A-A-D. And I'm so, so, so excited to uh, see you guys online. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you, Lorraine. Thanks again to the incredible Sandra. You guys should follow her all across social media because she's a delight and she talks about the game on her social because she's the best. I love that this is her first big role and it's so friggin' good. And it's just like, she just like kicks the door open and the possibilities are so endless for her at, at this point. I can't wait to see what more she does. She's so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is time for our question of the week. And since we're going to be talking about Ten of Swords soon and Ten of Swords, the uh, creation issue comes out next week, I figured, uh, why don't we talk about our favorite Marvel swords? There are actually a lot of really cool named swords in the Marvel Universe. There's a bunch named in the um, in Ten of Swords creation number one. There's been a lot that we've done on the website and sharing some stuff. I think the one that comes to mind most for me is the Muramasa blade that Wolverine has, mm -hmm. just because there's like a cool story to it and that it can kill Wolverine and it is dangerous, like all the danger to it. And the, there's this big saga that happened about 10 years ago with it that was um, just really freaking badass. I'm a big fan of God Slayer, yeah. uh, which is Gamora's uh, little sword from Thanos, daddy. Mm hmm. 
Magic has a great sword. There's a ton of really cool swords. So uh, why don't all of y'all let us know if you have a favorite Marvel sword or even a favorite Marvel weapon. Um, and, and we could fight. We can go sword to uh, hammer or sword to little glove. And uh, you can tweet us your answers using hashtag this week in Marvel. Email them to twinpodcast at marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash this week in Marvel. Oh, you know what else is a good sword? Mm. Black Knight sword. Mm. I can't, I don't know if it has a name. I also like his little techno sword that he has. It's like, bzz, bzz, I'm a sword. Bzz, bzz. I don't remember why he had that in the 90s. Oh, uh, no, it's because his the original sword was Ebony making Blade, him the go. Ebony Blade. The Ebony Blade. Thank yeah. you. Oh, my God. How obvious. No, the Ebony Blade was making him go mad because of the curse. And mm. so he made a little techno sword. So that he wouldn't go nuts. I mean, it's it's a straight up lightsaber, which is great. It's, it's just like <laughs> it is a lightsaber. He's, he's probably just like watching, like, huh, that looks great. Do, 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 do. He's like, oh man, I'm watching this Return of the Jedi movie. That is a good idea. Uh, speaking of Return of the Jedi, some of the noises that my daughter makes, that Catherine makes, sound kind of like Ewok noises, and it's she's like yub nub yub nub. Oh. Man, I love Ewoks. I don't give a crap about that. Anybody who doesn't love Ewoks in GTFO. I loved them as a child. And going back and watching it now, they are deeply disturbing. Oh, yeah. That's kind of why I love They're little murder bears. They're the best. <laughs> uh, I'm going to name my next dog Murder Bear. <laughs> Please do. Uh, all right. We have some tweets and some emails in here. So let's start off our community section with Bradley at this Bradley T who says my favorite part about Marvel's Avengers game was the introduction where Kamala Khan was at a day and she got to meet all the Avengers. Oh, it's so sweet. And she's just trying to get those comic books. <laughs> she's like little what, 10, 11 year old Kamala, like losing her stuff uh, around all the other Avengers. And the moment with Captain America like right before that, where she stands up to the bully and then caps there, my heart, my heart exploded. It was so good. I also just love like when she first goes in and runs into Thor. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like ah, you're here. Yeah, <laughs> this is a really great reaction. Uh, this next one is from Steve Agnew at. Vike and Prince. Uh, this week, a Marvel question of the week. Every grateful moment in Marvel's Avengers, hearing Captain America say, no, you move, when using the Brooklyn Brawler ability. Uh, the Marvelous quote from Amazing Spider-Man number 537 by J. Michael Straczynski, Ron Garney, and Scott Hanna. Yeah, there's a ton of just wonderful bits and pieces in there. Um, and, you know, even after you follow, you finish the story, there's like the main campaign. There's even more story. Like last mm -hmm. night, I just finished Thor's mission and it has like this fake Thor and you find out who that is. And it was just like, there's so much meat on the bones for this game and there's so much more potential and, and stuff for them to do. I can't wait to see where they go with it. Uh, we got an email in here from UNM. They say, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I was wondering if you could recommend any of your most favorite comics for I'm trying to get back into reading comic books. So it'd be great to hear what you would say. Oh, and Agent M, you should know me as Spide UN. Thanks for your helping. Uh, so Spiduin is, uh, someone who I'm connected to on PSN. We've been trying to, to sync up and squat up and play Marvel's Avengers together. Um, man, any of our most favorite comics? Of like all time? Yeah. I've just been on a real She-Hulk kick. Just mm. go read Sensational mm -hmm, She-Hulk because mm -hmm. they're so funny and, and delightful. 
this is always so hard for me because whatever I'm reading at the time, I'm like, that's the best comic book because I'm reading it right now. I know. You know, I always I always ask, you know, like, what kind of stories do you like? Do you like, you know, this or that or whatever? If you're an Avengers fan, there's tons of great Avengers comics. I would say, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Secret Wars is uh, one of my favorite big, big Marvel stories. I really, really love that one. And that has a lot of Avengers and Miles and, and all kinds of amazing characters. Secret Wars, the new one. Yes, the 2014-2015 series. It is yeah. uh, superior in every single possible way to <laughs> the original. But, but he does. The, but Hulk does not lift a mountain. No. So that is the one downside compared to the 1984. Fair. But yes, I would say. Um, if you love a Thor and you're just getting back into it, go read Jason Aaron's entire run of Thor up into War of the Realms. Mm-hmm. It's so tasty and delicious. Yeah. I mean, Gore the God Butcher, Ooh. how fun is that storyline? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, or Thanos Rising. I that that era, Jason Aaron was like on fire. I mean, he's always on fire, but like, man. He kicked off some good stories those years. He did. He did. You know, even going back to when he first, you know, he was just starting at Marvel, he did a run on Ghost Rider that is one of my favorite Ghost Rider, like, eras ever. It's really, really good. He did some really amazing stuff with Wolverine, Wolverine and the X-Men, Jason did. You know, he can kind of do no wrong to me. And and what's the Chip Zdarsky Spider-Man title that is? Uh, Spider-Man Life Story. Yeah, Spider-Man Life Story, if you want like a good, fun, heartfelt Spider-Man story by Chip Zdarsky, get up in that. Yeah, uh, Captain America, there's a bunch of great Captain America stories. Pretty much read the the Ed Brubaker stuff. Um, oh, that, man, yeah, classic. Well, that introduced the Winter Soldier and did a whole bunch of other really cool things with the character. It sounds like we're going through the Avengers. So we've got Cap and Thor. Um, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Black Widow has um, a bunch of great stories. Greg Rucka had done some really fantastic Black Widow stories. Mm, And I would say check out the brand new Black Widow series by Kelly Thompson um, and and company. And because that one is really good and it just started. So you can dive right into that from the beginning. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. But if you have if you have something you're looking for, just uh, give us a real specific genre and and we'll give you more than you want of recommendations (laughs) and you and if you uh if you can subscribe to marvel unlimited there's tons of great recommendations in there with like really cool uh ways to start reading all kinds of fun stories maybe one of these days you and i ryan we should sit down and we should write our like definitive guide of if you like this you should read this Ooh, i like that that's a great idea and that's gonna wrap it up for this episode this episode of this week in marvel was produced by percy verlin zachary goldberg lorraine sink and ryan panagos our audio development manager is Brad Barton. Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. Special thanks to Swords. It's a word with double DSs. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And this is Marvel. Your universe. <laughs>